Two Kids and a Career is a production of Jill Divine Media. And so we were raised with this perspective of you go to college, you get a job, you work at that job until you retire. And yet so much has changed in terms of, I mean, we live in no better time than now to truly be able to make money and use our talents in any way possible. We have more flexibility and more opportunity than has ever existed. But yet so many of us are still living like our parents and our grandparents were because that is what we fundamentally believed was what it should look like. This episode of Two Kids and a Career is brought to you by Elemental Aesthetics. You can be guaranteed that your experience is going to be unique and customized to your specific needs. See how they can help you focus on natural beauty enhancements by visiting ElementalAesthetics.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. I have been doing this really cool thing lately, self-care Sundays, and self-care Sundays it really just means something different for everyone. And that's what I love about getting different guests on the podcast too, to provide their tips and their tricks and their experience, because you never know. And as I always say with this podcast, if I can just reach one person with the message that is coming to you, that's all that matters. Because there are some things that people resonate with in different ways with different people. So I'd like to welcome to the podcast another podcaster. Her name is Blake Schofield. And I mentioned the self-care Sunday situation because recently we did a blog post on setting boundaries. And my, oh my, like that is just one thing that, oh, it's hard. It's hard to do. And Blake, I know you have some great advice on that. So before we dive into that particular topic, let's get to know you and what you're all about. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be able just to share some of my experiences and insights and hope that they can help uh, other women as well. Yeah, absolutely. This is something I know I'm going to benefit from, somebody else is going to benefit from. And, you know, initially when you look at a little bit about you and I pass through that you have three kids, which, mm-hmm. you know, I have two and that's one too many. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, I love them both when it's hard, but you have three kids. But then I see the words target and stitch fix. And I was like, oh yes, this woman, we've got to talk. She went from corporate America to doing all kinds of great things for other women to continue to do that right now. So let's 
Let's dig back. Do you want to go kids first, corporate America first? Where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as you said, I'm a mom to three kids. I actually now have kids in all different stages of school. So I have a yeah. high schooler, a middle schooler, and a kiddo in elementary. And that's certainly um, its own joy and its own challenge. Um, I spent 18 years actually in corporate retail. Yes, worked for, you know, some of the most iconic um, brands or companies that you can work for um, and really kind of spent my career searching for how to do more fulfilling work and feel challenged in my work um, without having to sacrifice my family and um, or my income in order to have the balance that I wanted. Uh, I actually started my career out in human resources. I was, I I really realized young that I loved people. I was fascinated by people. Um, And I went to college, got my degree in psychology, thought I would be a marriage and family psychologist actually. And then towards the end of my junior year of college, I started to see some disconnects, things that didn't really feel like it was a match with that direction. And I really felt lost and I didn't know what to do. And as typical, I think, of what we do when we don't know what to do in our careers is we ask our friends and family. And everyone I talked to said, you should go into human resources. That's where people, people go. Um, <laughs> and then, so I spent a couple years in HR and I just really felt sort of this crisis of, you know, I had envisioned this amazing career and um, making an impact and feeling excited to go to work every day. And I was just going through this cycle of like parts of my job I really liked, parts I didn't, but I couldn't see myself down this trajectory for the next 30 years. I was looking at all the human resources jobs and I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Um, And ultimately, I went through a career crisis at that point again. And uh, my sweet husband said I had been a recruiter, so I had been, you know, doing a lot of recruiting. I was also a trainer while I was in human resources. And my husband said, I've never seen anybody so passionate about helping people become buyers. That's the job you should do. You love fashion. You should go do that. It's more strategic. And uh, I actually wasn't sure if I'd be successful at it. Math was never my forte in school. And so I actually went to the bookstore. I got a book on retail math. And I said, if I can teach myself this, then, you know, I'll go for it. Well, sure enough, I did. I ended up um, spending 16 years in corporate merchandising um, and had amazing opportunities to, you know, either build businesses from scratch or turn around, you know, six, seven, eight figure businesses. But I was going through cycles, Jill, through, through my career of, um, you know, getting to that new job or that new company or that new promotion. And I'd be so excited and energized And then that would start to wear off and this sort of unsettled or unfulfilled or frustrated feeling would come back. And I went through so many cycles of that in my career, cycles of burnout, um, cycles of really feeling like there's got to be something more to life than this. Um, And so ultimately that long journey um, personally is what led me in 2017 to leave corporate America. Uh, I really had exhausted all of the things that I thought thought would fulfill me, all the changes I thought would fulfill me, you know, moved cross country actually twice uh, for my job. And I started my business, um, Connections Illuminated. And um, it's been honestly the most fulfilling um, and the most energizing last four years of my life. It's such a blessing to get to do what I get to do every day. With the way that you said you were feeling, like you went into these jobs where you thought like, Hey, this is, this is it. I'm feeling the fire. I'm feeling it. How long though was it before you felt unsettled or not fulfilled or like, it just didn't feel right. 
Yeah, for me, it was usually, and mine is faster than it is for some people because I'm a really growth-driven person. But for me, I would come in, I would analyze, I would learn, I would research, I would figure out the strategy, and I would start implementing it. And usually it was about a year. Um, And the industry that I was in, um, if you moved, on average, people moved every three years. So that's a long time. Um, when a third of the time in your role, you're excited. I happen to move faster than that. I happen to move on average about every two, two and a half years. But I, if I had gotten to that two-year mark in that same job, I was itching. Like I was really, really uh, anxious and really wanted to leave. It was very difficult for me as I got closer and closer to that two-year mark of I, I have to do something else. This is not this is not fulfilling. It's not challenging. It's not interesting. And so for 18 years, I went through that cycle. I often say that I probably spent a good five years on LinkedIn or Indeed. Um, I got every single book I think you could possibly read about finding your passion and your purpose. I spent years trying to figure out um, jobs that were tertiary to what I was doing. You know, by the time I was 30, I had two kids. Um, I had already had a major bout of burnout. I actually got shingles at 28 years old from the stress levels that I was under. Even though I would have told you I was really great at handling stress, mm-hmm. I was not. My body was telling me I was not. So by the time I was 30, I had two kids. I had a mortgage. Um, I had a you know a brand new car, all of the things that we do, right? And I was the breadwinner and I was making six figures and I felt trapped. I then spent the next decade of my life from 30 until 40 um, making these changes, trying to make it better um, because I felt like every option I looked at meant that I would have to sacrifice the lifestyle that we had and the the income that I brought in. And uh, it was a very long, very painful journey, but one that, you know, in so way, so many ways I'm incredibly grateful for because today um, it enables me to help so many women and my team to help so many women in ways of which I felt alone trapped, frustrated um, for so many years because I didn't realize that there was a solution. I didn't understand that something wasn't wrong with me. I really thought something was wrong with me that maybe I would just never be happy. I didn't realize the things I were experiencing in my life was because my life was misaligned with my values. When you were just explaining like the the timeline, and the money. So let me first start with the timeline. Why do we feel, or this is how I felt, or maybe witnessed, or it's a perception that once you figure out your career, that is where you're going to retire. And that is what you're going to do. And don't think about anything else. Like you really need to do that. And it's very interesting to hear how, you did just kind of hop around because you wanted to be fulfilled. But I would think that that's what most people should do so that they don't hate their job. A lot of what we do, right, is subconscious. We actually only access about 5% of our brain. Most of what we think and do is on automatic pilot, 95% actually. And so oftentimes we don't even realize the things that we're doing or the things we believe that are creating those outcomes. So if you think about our parents or our grandparents, there wasn't the environment that there is today. You would go work for a company, you would work there 30 years, you would get your pension in retirement, and that was that. Yeah. And so we were raised with this perspective of you go to college, you get a job, you work at that job until you retire. 
And yet so much has changed in terms of, I mean, we live in no better time than now to truly be able to make money and use our talents in any way possible. We have more flexibility and more opportunity than has ever existed. But yet so many of us are still living like our parents and our grandparents were because that is what we fundamentally believed was what it should look like. And I think oftentimes, you know, we talk about the vast majority of people inside their jobs are unhappy. It seems quote unquote normal. But what I would challenge is just because something's common doesn't actually mean that it's normal. I remember when I was going through this and I would look at the people that just seemed to have it, like seemed to be really happy in their career. They were making good money, all of this. And I thought, well, maybe they're just the lucky one. Maybe that's not really possible for everyone. And what I didn't understand is it truly is possible for everyone, but those people had figured out things that I hadn't. And so to your point, why do we think, why do we get stuck? I think it's a number of things. It's how we grow up and what what we think it's supposed to look like, right? I think it's also we're surrounded by people who are unhappy, so it becomes normalized. Well, that's just the way it is. Or we have a lot of fears, doubts, or responsibilities where we think, well, if I do make this change, it's a risk. Or if I do make this change, it's going to negatively impact my family. Or maybe it's selfish of me because I am really successful in this crew bath. Maybe it's selfish of me to want to do something different. Maybe I should just be happy because other people would be really happy to have what I have. And so I see those things as the things that constantly create um, a life where we're just going through the motions. You know, when I was mm, probably 10, 11, 12, I actually started reading and learning and uh, building a lot of the foundation of the stuff that I now understand. I've been studying this stuff for 30 years. And I remember studying about what happens when people at the end of their life, what are the biggest regrets people have at the end of their life? And I was always, you know, surprised and somewhat saddened to hear that, you know, the biggest regrets were the things that people didn't do. They were the connections or relationships that they didn't spend time doing. It was never that they regretted, right, um, you know, not spending enough time at work or these other things. It was truly connecting to the things that they valued that were important to them. And I think far too many times life is so busy or we allow it to become so busy that we don't even realize our entire life is on autopilot. I have clients that come to me all of the time and we really start trying to dig into What are they uniquely gifted at? What I call your secret sauce transferable skills. What are the things Mm -hmm. that make you, you? And it's a really shocking realization of like, I don't, I don't know anymore because I've had this job and I put all of my energy into my job and all of my energy into my kids or my family. And when that happens, right, you're absolutely living on autopilot because you aren't directing your life because you don't even know what it is that you really want. Before we continue the conversation, I would like to talk to you about the newest sponsor to the podcast, Elemental Aesthetics. Jennifer Warman Bloss is the founder and owner, and we were introduced through a mutual friend. And I went in and visited Jennifer at the location in St. Louis, located off of Ballas Road. And we had a great conversation. And then I invited her onto the podcast because of that great conversation and what she's doing to help support women and help be there for women. And now it's led to her being a sponsor. One of the things that Jennifer focuses on is natural beauty enhancements 
not artificial faces. And they want to make sure that if you want Botox or you want filler, they're going to make sure that you don't look a little alien-like. You know what I'm talking about? You see it all over Hollywood, and we do not want to look like that. And Jennifer won't let you look like that. So you are in the best hands possible to make you feel better and make you feel a little bit more confident, whatever it is that you're needing to get there. And Jennifer and her team will help you do that. You can learn more at elementalaesthetics.com or give them a call or text 314-279-6069. And so excited that they are now a sponsor of the podcast. Speaking of, let's get back to this week's conversation. Yeah, there's so much in that because I, you're right. When you think about your parents and your grandparents, yeah, it, it's you get a job, doesn't have to be one that you love every day, but you got to make the money and you need to bring home insurance and this and that. And so you just settle. And that's definitely not any way that I want to live life. And I think we do get scared. Not, not, I think I know, and I've been personally in that, like I've been in that situation where I was unhappy, but I was scared to leave because I don't have anything on the other side. And then you start to realize like, okay, when you're forced into that situation, you really get to look at yourself and you, you know that things are going to be okay. And I, I'm glad you mentioned this number, the six figures, because so many times, and I've had this conversation with a couple people. I don't talk about it a lot because, you know, money is money. <laughs> it's not always fun to talk about, but a lot of times I feel like people define their success based on how much money they make. And it's like, oh, you must be doing really, really good because you make money. Or I feel like maybe I'm not successful because I'm not making that money. And I'm starting to transition that thought or uh, talk to myself in a different way. Like, Hey, there's never going to be enough money. Probably, you know, you can sit there and say, Oh, well, if we only had this much more then we could do this, well, no, it's going to lead to, then I need more and I need more. I'm trying to make myself realize that success is not held to the dollar amount that I'm bringing home. Success is how I feel and what fuels me. You know, this conversation about money, I think is, is a really important one. You know, I left a job when I walked away, my last job in corporate America was working for Stitch Fix. I launched their um, plus size business from scratch um, in 11 months to a 75,000 woman wait list, right? Anyone would look at that and go, wow. But I was at the lowest point in my life. Uh, my life was completely misaligned from my values. I was working way too many hours. I had a terrible commute. And I just really felt like I was not living in a place where I felt like it was teaching the values of my kids what I wanted them to learn and the life we wanted to lead. And I walked away from $210,000 a year. And I share that because I hear from women all of the time that feel trapped by the amount of money that they make. I think people, I think you're right. I think oftentimes people who aren't, who, who are, you know, not making the money that they want think, well, if I just have X, Y, Z money, I'll be happy. But that's really an illusion because I talk to and work with women every day who make great money that are really unfulfilled. 
But I'll also say on the flip side, here's what I see happen all the time, which is exactly the same trap I fell into, which is I didn't want to give up my lifestyle or the money. And I held more tightly to that than I did anything else. And as a result of that, I suffered severe burnout. I suffered major stress and anxiety, which obviously had negative detrimental effects on my health. It had negative effects on my ability to be a present wife and mom because I was always thinking about, right, how unhappy I was, how I could make things better at work, what other thing else I could be doing. I was on the job boards, as I said, for years. Um, And I wasn't truly enjoying and being present in my life because of all of this fear about keeping the money. And what I didn't understand that I think so many other people don't is you actually can be infinitely more successful when you actually align your life, your natural skills, your gifts, your talents with the right path, where you really can maximize all of the parts of your life. Oftentimes as women, I think we feel like we have to sacrifice money to get better balance or to be able to feel like we have the flexibility and things that we want. And that is part of what keeps us trapped. This fear that it has to be a leap, which it doesn't. That's why my business, that's why my program and my podcast are called The Bridge to Fulfillment, right? It doesn't need to be a leap. It shouldn't be a leap. It can be very strategic in terms of building a plan to transition into the right path for yourself. But also we get trapped because we think that in order to get the things we want, that means we have to start over. That means we have to take a big pay cut. That means we can't live the life that we want. Um, And so you're right. Money is definitely and absolutely not the solution. But I think often often it's the thing that keeps us stuck. Mm. Um, And it's often the thing that we think we have to sacrifice But that's really, and I see it time and time again, not true. Let's talk about a little bit more in detail about your business and what I had referenced to earlier in the podcast about setting those boundaries, because I'm guessing the boundaries are going to be going hand in hand with burnout or to prevent burnout, right? 100%. You know, it's really interesting. I think very few people really understand the like career coaching or um, industry, right? It's very varied. The vast majority of people focus on the tactics, resume. You know, I mean, you've got recruiters that are helping find jobs, LinkedIn profile, right? Maybe interviewing skills. But here's what I find time and time again. If you are unhappy or unfulfilled in your career and it's and it's just, you know, I love what I do, but um, I want a shorter commute or I want to make more money and I don't feel like I can make that next le- level up in my career. Then going for the tactical things like a resume, updating your LinkedIn profile, using recruiters, that is the right strategy. But if you are unfulfilled in your career and you have had cycles of burnout or cycles of fulfillment, unfulfillment, like I did right? Or there are really parts of your life, if you were to characterize like on a scale of one to 10, how fulfilled you are in your work, if you are a seven or below, these are all indicators that just changing jobs will not solve your problem. And ultimately, that's what I what I discovered through my life and really why the work that we do is really to uncover the root cause of those issues and really help you realign your life in the right direction, and then give you the skills and tools to really build a a really effective um, strategy where you can maximize, transition and maximize all of the parts of your life. 
So, you know, what we do, and I'd love to share with you because you asked, what do we do? And then I'd love to dive deeper into burnout um, and boundaries and habits, the big part of the work I do with my clients. And it is literally life-changing when you understand these and have these tools. But what we do is my team and I help driven, heart-centered professional women who are at a career crossroads figure out how to leverage their skills and their passions to transition into more fulfilling work and have more time with their families without having to take a huge pay cut or start over in their career. Um, You know, really, as I started this work, what I really came to uncover is that, you know, my mission in life and the mission that we have as a team is to change women's perspectives about what's possible for them, empowering them to create greater impact at their home and at their work without sacrificing their health, time, family, or income. And many times I find when we're unfulfilled in our career, right, there's either a misalignment in terms of our values or a misalignment in terms of our natural way of working. But also many times what's sitting in there, what I hear all of the time is, I just, I I want more flexibility. I want to feel like I can shut work off or I'm tired of work bleeding into every part of my life. And if those are any of the things you're suffering from just changing a job, unless in your whole career, there's only been one job or one boss that you've had that problem with, right? Which I find usually isn't the case. (laughs) Um, You're not going to fix that problem until you actually start changing some things fundamentally for yourself. Because I find that there are always elements, both personally for ourselves, as well as our environments that are creating those circumstances. You have to do some hard work to actually get to where you want to be. And I'm talking about hard work with yourself. And sometimes that's not easy to do. Yeah. And, you know, what I often say, you know, I I actually say I don't think the work needs to be hard. Now, is it challenging you in a different way? Absolutely. But is it growing you and stretching you in a way that helps you live a much richer and fuller life 100%? you know, one of the things we really have to dive deep and understand is like, why are you in this pattern? I'll never forget, you know, and like I said, I am my client. That's why I know this stuff so deeply. My very last job that I told you about, um, I, it was probably my third or fourth really bad bout of burnout. And I finally reached out and got help from a coach. And I'll never forget the conversation that she had with me. You know, she said, what's going on? And I'm like, well, I am working, you know, I'm up and I'm out of the house by 630 in the morning because I have to catch the train. And if I don't get to the parking spot before seven, there's no train. And then I ride this train right into the city and I leave work and I don't get home till about 630 at night. By that time, right, my kids or my husband are eating dinner. Sometimes I get to eat with them. Sometimes I'm eating after they eat. I um, try and spend a little time with my kids, read a book, you know, hear about their day, whatever, put them to bed. And then I'm back on my computer until Mm -hmm. let's say midnight. And then I, you know, midnight, one o'clock, and then I'm back up at five again in, in the morning. And I was living that life where literally I'm sleeping four and a half, five hours a day. I was exhausted. I I literally felt like there was no break or no time or no way I could ever catch up. Um, I was suffering from severe stress uh, as a result of that, knots in my shoulders, all sorts of other things. Um, and uh, I I just felt like, I don't know, it was an, it, I just, I was on a rat race, like it was a never ending cycle, right? And I had gotten, it, things had gotten so bad in my job for me personally and how I felt on a day-to-day basis that I would find myself so emotional 
that I couldn't control myself. I would sneak off to the bathroom in the middle of the day because we had an open area. And so everyone could see what you were doing. And I would go into a bathroom stall and I would cry just to make it through the day. I was right celebrating Fridays um, and absolutely dreading Mondays. And the, I remember this coach saying to me, like, what's going on? Why are you doing all this? And she said, she said to me, as we were talking about the fact that I didn't have the resources I needed to be successful in my job, I didn't have, you know, what I felt like I really needed to be successful. And she said, why are you literally willing to sacrifice everything about your life for this job? when they are not willing to sacrifice for you. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget that because it was a moment when it was real clarity, like, wow, I'm actually destroying my health, right? I I don't feel like I have a life that is the life I want to lead. I certainly can't be the wife or, you know, or the mom I want to be. And I'm putting in all of this. I'm slaving away all of this, but my company knows what's going on and there's that, that equal support's not coming, you know? And I think oftentimes we grow up watching that pattern. And so we think it's okay or normal, or we think that's the way that it has to be, but it's just really not true. And so if you're suffering from bouts of burnout or exhaustion or these things happening, there are fundamentally reasons why this happens to us. You know, number one, right? Belief systems. What do you believe? Do you believe work has to be hard? I used to. I believe that I had to sacrifice to make a great income, that it was hard work. You just had to work hard to be successful. Um, I believed all of those things and therefore I created or tolerated that in my life. I also didn't have boundaries. I just took on everything. I felt responsible for everyone and everything. And so I didn't create the type of environment where I said, no, (laughs) I didn't say like, this is what I'm capable or willing of doing. I didn't push back. Um, And so as a result, right, then uh, work just keep coming to me because guess what? Blake will get it done. Mm -hmm. Um, And so oftentimes I find when we are in these situations, there's those elements, but there's also fundamental, like just tactical things. Like I didn't know how to set up habits or boundaries or my calendar in a way that actually worked with how my brain naturally works. So as a result, I was actually doing the exact opposite of what I needed to be doing to actually be productive, to maximize my energy, to maximize my decision-making. It was literally like I was running a marathon all day, every day. And I'll give you an example. Our brain, every time it's interrupted, it takes 30 minutes to get back to its full potential. Well, What was I doing all day, every day? Switching tasks constantly. I don't think I had a block of an hour or an hour and a half with anything that wasn't a meeting that was forced upon me. So all day, every day, I was juggling 10 different things and I was changing tasks every 30 minutes. So by the end of the day, I was literally exhausted. I had no energy and no wonder. It was literally as if I had been running a marathon all day long. And I see this consistently with women all of the time where we don't create our own schedules or habits or boundaries within our work. And we are that is dictated to us by the meetings that are put on our calendars, the things people want, the fires they have, and the things they're asking us for. And so if you don't learn and understand a different way of doing it, and by the way, understand that there's a way that you can do this where not only will people see you as a team player, but they'll actually see you as a stronger leader. Because many times we fear if we do these things, we'll be ostracized or blackballed or not seen as a team player. 
But when you can start shifting and getting those skills, it is an absolute game changer. Preach. I love it. I love this. This is what we need. We got to get fired up. We got to make some changes. Are these different tips that you also offer on your podcast? Yes, I do. Um, The podcast is kind of a mix of small coaching episodes where I'll talk about some key topics or key things. I talk often about time management, burnout, fulfillment, right? All all of the things sort of related to career and life um, and, and the challenges that we struggle with. I also have a lot of clients come on. I think I have over 20 clients now that have come and shared their success story and their journey really to inspire women who are struggling or who are at that crossroads to see and understand what is truly possible, but also to understand some of what that journey can actually look and feel like. Um, And then occasionally I have guests that come on that have had their own transformational stories and they have um, tidbits or advice or things that would be really helpful as well. And that is available on all the podcast platforms, like whatever you're listening to this episode on, you can get the bridge to fulfillment as well. In our final moments together, I do want to bring up a couple of things, just belief system that is so that's hitting me because it is something that I think about, you know, what we have seen, what we know. The other thing is like I when you were talking about that, I was thinking about when you say And as parents, we do want to protect our children. We want what's best for them. We want to do everything we can to support them. But sometimes when they, I'm sure a child says to their parent, hey, I'm making this big, huge career change, a parent could freak out a little bit. We've got to learn to trust them. Because something that you said earlier in the podcast about we are in the best time of our lives right now to experiment. And I'm paraphrasing what you said, but like to, to learn more things that you don't just have to go straight from high school to college to get a job. And that's where you are for eternity. You know what I mean? Like that was something that really, really hit me when you were talking about it. And the other thing, just momentarily, like the marathon thinking how do I not keep switching tasks? You know, how I didn't know how big of an impact that makes. It is huge. It is huge when you can set aside what I call high leverage time and really create that space to do focused work um, and really make sure that you're knocking out the most important things that you need for the day. That way, when the fires come, they're easy to deal with or a lot easier to deal with. And you can you can really prioritize and make sure you're getting the things done that you need to get done. It is, It absolutely will shift things in dramatic ways. Um, and, and I love what you're saying about um, family and friends. Here's what I often say, and it's the hardest piece, right? Um, and it's part of why I felt honestly so alone for so long is our family and friends only know what they know too. They cannot be impartial. And that's one of the hardest things. I often say this journey can be really challenging because you cannot see the label from inside the bottle. As much as I spent years desperately trying to find the solution, um, there were so many things I would never be able to see because I was too close to it. Our friends and family are the exact same way. 
if they have never made a transition like this, of course, they're going to be fearful for you because they don't know how to do it, right? Um, So what I often challenge is if you are at a crossroads or you are feeling like you don't have clarity, seek expert guidance, right? That impartial point of view, that person who can see the 30,000 foot view and help see what you're seeing, but show you what you're not. And that person who has already strategically figured it out, either they've done the journey themselves or they've helped or right, or they've also helped multiple people do that. They're going to have an expertise to help you understand how to navigate it. Again, I go back to this does not need to be a leap. It should be and can be very strategic. And if you can get with the right person, right, and ask the right questions, anything truly is possible. Um, But oftentimes we're asking the wrong people. We're asking the wrong questions or we're assuming that what we want isn't possible or there's not an easier or better way. And the fastest way out of that is an expert who's already done it and can tell you and show you exactly how to do it in a way that will be strategic, thoughtful, responsible to get you where you want to go. And impartial. That's huge. And impartial. Mm -hmm. All right, Blake, where can people reach you? get you, see you, all the good stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jill. So um, you guys are podcast listeners. I really encourage you. I'd love to see you over on my podcast. Again, it's called The Bridge to Fulfillment. um, And it's on, yeah, all of the platforms. I'm also really active on LinkedIn um, on there every day. So uh, I would encourage you, please feel free to connect with me. Would love to hear from you. That's always so fun when um, sort of the dots are connected. You're, You're out there speaking, but you actually hear from somebody who heard your message and it was meaningful to them. And so I would love to hear from you. Again, you can find me on LinkedIn under Blake Schofield. Um, And if you want to learn more about the work that my team and I do, you can either, like I said, hear about it on the podcast, or you can check out our website at www.connectionsilluminated.com. And I will have all of this posted on the show notes at chilldivine.com. Blake, I love your energy and I love what you are doing to help other women. Thank you for sharing that in just a brief moment here, but then also continuing to do so with your podcast and with your clientele. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, allowing me the opportunity to be a part of this journey with you and with your listeners. I appreciate your support of this podcast and you can follow along on all the socials, Instagram at Jill Divine, Facebook at Jill Divine Media, and Twitter at Jill Divine Radio. I know it's complicated, but just search Jill Divine. You should be able to pull me up. And also online at JillDivine.com. When you go there, you will also see the form for a Supermom Shoutout nomination. And I'd like to ask you if you could subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing so helps get the podcast in the hands of others because the more you participate and use the word of mouth, that's what gets this podcast a little bit more noticed. And lastly, I guess I should just tell you that new episodes launch every Wednesday, just in case you're wondering, because if you do subscribe to the podcast, you'll get notified of new episodes, but just in case not, every Wednesday, meet me back here, okay? Thank you so much for all of your support of two kids and a career. 